you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. It's Friday, and I am Megan DiMartino, and I am so excited to be with you first off, and then also to share with you my guest, Ryan Hartley. Ryan, actually, I'm so excited to have Ryan with me. Um, He is across the pond in England. It is now 10 o'clock his time, so he's up later and joining us as well. But I met Ryan on the internet. This world is very small, and I just was, uh, his story so resonated with me, and I contacted him and said, would you like to be on Unique Leaders Live? So I don't want to share any more about Ryan's story. He will share that story with you, but he truly is a unique leader. They say that success leaves clues. I don't want clues. I want the story. I want you to hear the entire story so that you can see yourself within Ryan's story. So without further ado, I'd like you to meet my guest, Ryan Hartley. Hello, Ryan. Well done. Well done, you. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I couldn't focus on, certainly not you, but I couldn't even focus on my own words. So good. Thank you. So as I shared with our guests that you're in England and uh, you are up later than normal, and you're what? But you were watching American Idol, so that's that's interesting in itself. That, Honestly, uh, those stories they get me. I'm a big empath at heart, so I just had to wipe the eyes before I came on. You know, my nail salon—they play it all the time. Now these are old ones, but I mean, I sit there too, and they'll always say to me, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" They get oh, to me every time. But that's what Unique Leaders is. It's Mm -hmm. your success story. And how did it begin? And where did it begin? So let's go back to young Ryan. Mm, Young Ryan. So I'm 33. I grew up in the the late 80s here in the southwest of England. Um, My my dad left when I was about six months old. So I grew up in a a single-parent family for a little bit. My mum remarried, had uh, my brother and sister. You know, I had a great childhood, a great childhood, but... um, at 12, my mum uh, separated from from stepdad, and I think um, I think that was quite hard for for me. And, and I've spent a lot of time in my later years reflecting, and and this mm-hmm. wasn't so clear at the time, but you know, just those those um, abandonment kind of feelings. Um, it just meant that I was a kid that I had, you know, I was very positive, very outgoing, very cheeky chappy, but it, it was, I was a kid that was going out into the world that just sought a lot of love and validation. Um, I like to make people laugh. Um, I, I, I had a, a huge perception of being arrogant as a kid. Um, and, and, you know, I've come to know that that's just me trying to tell people all the great things that I was doing as a kid because I was just seeking a bit of love and validation and and someone just to say that they were proud of me. And, you know, I, I kind of look back at young Ryan and just think, oh, you tried really hard. You know, I was a good, young, positive kid, tried my best, but I tried too hard probably. Um, fell in love with this idea of psychology, just very, I think being around adults all my life, being the eldest child, 
I'm just very curious about human beings. Why do people do what they do? So I pursued psychology. It was like the perfect subject for me. Went off to university, first member of my family to go to university. And uh, it was at that point that I just wanted to know why naughty people did naughty things. So I, I joined the police at uh, 21. At this point, I should say that I, I've been with my wife since I was 15 years old. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so high school sweetheart. And um, it was at a point where she was like, we, we need to we need to live together. We'd, we'd done three years of university. She was working full time, still living at home. She's like it's time for me to move out. I need to fly. So I, I just got a, an entry level job at the police. Uh, and I became a 999 call handler. And um, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Just I, want to stop you for a minute. What does that mean? A call handler? What does that mean? Call handler. So I, I would I would take an, an, an answer 999 calls. So 911 oh. calls. Call yeah, yes, nine one one. Yeah. Yes. 911. Gotcha. yeah. Okay. So I, I, you know, so I, I don't want to go too far. I guess you asked me about my my childhood, but that's well. Let, well, let's stop because uh, let's go back to like you mm -hmm. said. You uh, were sensitive. You were an empath. You mm -hmm. uh, and just observing you and watching you and, and listening to you, uh, you uh, like pretty cheeky and outgoing and warm and lovely. Um, but I could see where you. Uh, your parents divorced and then your mom remarried and then a second divorce would affect you in that, um, you know, internally. Mm. So I'm talking about internally. So mm. where in the timeline did you put the, uh, the dots together saying, um, you know, I'd like to pursue in university psychology because that's, that's a pretty, um, for a young person, you know, most kids go to university and say, I want to go drink beer and hang out. But, <laughs> you know, but to really with know within that that's the field you'd like to pursue. Just a little bit about that. And then we'll go back over to your wife, because that's that actually is profound. Most people, you know, who have a relationship uh, in high school, that does not work. It does mm. not last. So that's in itself profound. But let's talk about the psychology for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some people turn their hands to cars to bikes to lego I, those things never really fascinated me as like, I, I remember watching a, a crime documentary and just being glued to it it was a doc, crime documentary i think it was called wire in the blood is a crime tv series um and i was i was just absolutely fascinated by the the psychology the mindset behind the two sides the the criminal and the detectives and the, the the thinking they were trying to go through to trying to trying to work out the psyche of and the mens rea of the someone that would go and do these crimes and yeah it was just it just I just wanted to know more and and then combine that with just being a people watcher mm -hmm. you know I I mm -hmm. like people could be and I do not sit next to me well, or do not allow me to sit next to a window in a coffee shop because or near the door because I will watch everyone going by and that's just in my nature and i think i've learned that i just have such a curiosity for people mm -hmm. um that i've just just followed that mm -hmm. i think that's the key right there is the curiosity and that brings to the uh, empathetic i'm i am a curious person as well and i have those similar uh, types of because i majored in philosophy in college mm -hmm. minored in fashion merchandising and that was really my interest but I also, like you, was always interested in what was going on and the why. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I can see where that would lead from, 
like you said, from that curiosity and, and going forward. So so now you're, uh, let's just touch a bit though on, you know, this year, I mean, 15 year old, you know, I remember myself at 15, I do. And, uh, you know, the guys that I was interested in, but none of them I would have spent my life with. Um, and so that's an amazing thing in itself. Uh, what would you uh, attest to the longevity of this? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think the obvious thing is that I didn't grow up in stability. Um, both parents remarried three times. You know, I love my parents dearly. And, you know, I, I, I come into my adult years with much of a greater understanding and empathy for for them. Um, but it was un, it was unstable it was, as, as a kid growing up there. And, um, and you know, and, and particularly the, the, the second breakup, because um, I was 12, I was the man of the house and you know i remember my mum i don't know if she's watching her if she is good evening mum but she um she you know she 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 broke it to me with a huge heavy heart and almost a guilt to say look i'm so sorry but i just just don't love him anymore and I remember her crying on me and i just like <sighs> that was hard as a 12 year old that was just I felt a lot, but not burden, but responsibility to be mm -hmm. strong for my mum as a, as a twelve-year-old, and that's a lot. That's a lot for you know. And then, and then, not long after, stepdad mm -hmm. comes to pick the three of us up for a day out. Um, I forgot something, so I car pulls up out the front. I forgot something, went upstairs to get it. I come back down; the car has gone with my brother and sister. Um, they were his. Uh, his children. I was stepchild and um, oh. I, I was obviously not part of moving forward. And, you know, that for me at the age of 12 was, it was the second abandonment, but the, the, the main one that was my first real experience. Cause the first one I was six months old. Right. And so there's a lot of hurt, a lot of abandonment, you know, and, and, and in my wife, I just found someone who loved me for me. She, you know, she would laugh at my terrible jokes <laughs> and um, we just sign a love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She must love me. She laughs at my terrible jokes. Mm -hmm. And um, she, yeah, just, I guess that, you know, for all that I might do that's brave in the world, I've, I've got a couple of things where I'm just, there's stability and, and that had been living in my hometown. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I went to university, I stayed at home. My my wife, well, my partner, she was at the time, you know, that was stable. And then I spent a long time in the, in the same organization. I spent yes. you know, 12 yeah. years in, within the police. So mm -hmm. stability has always been something that has enabled me. It's almost like everything's calm in my life so that I can do the brave things. I could do the creative things. Mm -hmm. But so there, that's that foundation. So the but is here you're craving and working on every level of your life to create that stability. And then you leave that stable 12-year um, mm. career job, so to speak, and start an entrepreneurial mm. career, so to, so to speak. That's that's a big step, Ryan. That's a mm. big step. 2019, so, 2019 was a year that broke me in in many ways i had been doing always better than yesterday for about three years oh and i, and I got to a point where it's bringing me a lot of scrutiny a lot of um negativity a lot of comments in a work setting 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't feel valued or appreciated at, at work. I was avoiding fixing problems in the home, shall we say, because mm-hmm. I, I think, think we weren't communicating very well. We were both running businesses and we didn't put each other first. And mm-hmm. when you do that for long enough, things things suffer. And, and that broke me on a relationship to a point where I I left the marital home for, for a month. The story pans out well it is good you know better Mm -hmm. now than it ever has been but 2019 was a year of breaking uh, breaking relationship breaking in my in my heart in many ways Mm -hmm. Uh, my health i had a health scare so there was no stability in 2019 absolutely none um and my my good friend from america um jonathan darling he's like man you need to burn the boats you need to burn the boats i'm like I'm not going to burn the boats. I have two kids and a mortgage and a wife that I was thankful to still have after that time. And But the reality it was just too painful to go to work. So I, I burned the boats and and I've tried to figure out and stay in and just stay in this sense of love what I do and, and prove that you can make a living and an income and, and not just make a living, but but to thrive whilst you do. Right, yes. But let me ask you, because I'm a, a follower of Napoleon Hill, and that is, mm-hmm. he was the original, you know, uh, with his anecdotal story of burn the boats. Mm-hmm. And his point on that was that, um, you know, the, the uh, uh, naval... Uh, group went, were fighting a battle and they had to go to this small island and the um, uh, ship captain said, we're going on this island and we're going to burn the boats. Either we win or we perish. Yes. So so what his point was, Jonathan's point was, yep. it wasn't about your marriage. It was about going all the way into, mm-hmm. I see, I see. It was it was that it was meaning to leave the police and go into always better than yesterday. I yep. see. I yep. see. Mm-hmm. OK, so he was saying that and around your world, personally, health and your career job was mm. all, like you said, you were getting a lot of pushback from your colleagues yep. because they they were seeing this. And this happens often. People see around you. I have a. um a whole teaching on this because you know it's about that uh clarity because the mm-hmm. thing is that around you everyone is saying oh you can't do that mm-hmm. you'll you'll fail you you know you mm-hmm. it will not uh, bring the income you're cu- currently making mm-hmm. so don't do that but it's their own prejudice it's their own stopping you yeah and, and i think if i'm honest with myself and with everyone listening like this is what gave me the clarity about the arrogant kid because signs of that came back up when um, I was going through this judgment. Almost I felt overly needing to validate myself. Mm-hmm. In challenging, I felt the need to prove myself more and to justify. And and it just revealed to me this sense of, well, here comes young Ryan again to the table at the age of 30 in a work setting mm-hmm. because he's too afraid of not fitting in. He's too afraid of not belonging somewhere. And I was caught in the paradox between belonging to an organization, but being myself, which was causing me pain within that organization. And and I guess I wasn't willing to compromise who I was and what I cared about. It just meant that I went quiet for a little bit. It meant I went underground and built a wonderful community uh, in, in in a private Facebook group. That's, I see. It, 
it was kind of started out of fear. I'd love to sit here and say I built that out of love. Yes, it was with a mission and a purpose, but mm-hmm. it was with a lot of fear. And I went underground and um, I had to to come out of that. And there was a, a point where I had to come back out of, and, and this is where I started the interview sessions, what is now my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but but much like you said to me uh, around lockdown, it was bringing good people on, having curious conversations and learning, you know, um, from inspiring people. And uh, exactly. that was my way of bringing guests along with me. Uh, and it not just being about Ryan Hartley and his views and his opinions. Exactly. And it was a safe space for me to do. And, you know, I've been, I've, hundred and 126 interviews now so um yeah well you do coaching you do uh, other things from this platform but as as you just said i mean i could s- sit on this camera and talk for an hour i mean i'm uh, a teacher yeah. you know i'm a trainer uh, yeah but people get mighty tired of me um you know for week in and week out that way but people are inherently interested in others they are they're just but i want to touch on also uh, because i have heard from so many people and i'm sure you have as well during this year which is just it's such an unusual year on every level um people's lives have uh, whether they wanted it or not have changed but it also has um some people have lost their jobs and um but i've also heard you know it actually was the best thing that happened to me because i was bored to tears or i was ready to make a change and i just didn't have the guts to do it and i you know so really it was a gift in so many ways but um, so, but I still mm. hear, not but, but I still hear that thread as this is going into now 2021, I, you know, I'm bored to tears, you know, I still have my job, but I just don't know how to start. What mm. would you suggest or how would you suggest or just in, just briefly to that person that's still in that question mark place like you were with your career job and then this other which was part of your heart? Mm. Um, how would you uh, what would you say to that person how to analyze that? How would they identify it's time to make that change? The fact that they're even thinking about it. The fact that they're even thinking there is more that I could be doing, there's more that I could care about, that is sign to say that there's something within you that needs to be made manifest. Mm-hmm. And and, and our, our one and only, we've been given a gift, right? We've been got, we've got a God-given gift. A, we need to find out what that is, a bit of self-discovery, connect with what brings us alive. What do we love to do? What do we dream about? What do we vision about? And then in That's it. That, that passion, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. That passion is in part for us because it feels good whilst we use it, but it becomes purpose when we use it to serve others who need that. So where like I, I, I would you say that again, please? Because that is so good. Just right there about the passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. Passion is passion is for us. Passion is for us because it feels good. We feel healthier, lighter of spirit. We feel useful, but it becomes purpose when we use our passion to serve those in the world who need it. Use our passion. That's Mm -hmm. the key. That's the truth. Because the good book reminds us that our gifts are not for us. They are in part for us, but they are for those in the world who need it. 
I've heard you say that before, and um, I wrote that down, and that's why I'm saying that I wanted you to share that because that is so key mm. for people. Because then it really is an understanding, a true understanding that we are here to help others. It's not about how we feel. I mean, that's all important, but mm. uh, it's about what we're doing and using that passion for our purpose. So sorry if I reflect back on, you know, it was a case of just starting at the police. I was trained to be a coach and I was coaching people for two reasons. They were either a problem or they wanted promotion. And I just knew that coaching had so much more potential to be transformational. Um, and so my wife was, um, she was a network marketer at the time. Uh, she had a downline of 300 people. And um, after some conversations with my good mentor, Sean Brown, much like this, as I knew I had more to give, mm -hmm. at some point, something goes, just start. Start where you are with what you have. It's like when God says to Moses, Moses is like, oh, I can't do this. Why me? And God says, what's that in your hand? And what he really means by that is you don't need anything else other than what you have right now. The rest you will learn and acquire as you continue to show up. So with my interviews, I was using my phone. I was stacking my phone on books. I, I used just the headphones that came with the, the phone and I used Facebook Live. I, had, you know, I didn't have software editing. I didn't have decent microphone. I didn't have a ring light. I didn't have any of it. I didn't have any of it. Um, and and these, these things that we think we need to have, if I spent too long looking at other people, looking at, oh, Megan's using StreamYard. That looks good. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, I, I, oh, it's a barrier. You know, forget it all. You know, we, we, you know I'm, I'm 118 episodes published in now. And, and it, you just, there's, there's at some point after, say, however many episodes, I can't tell you how long, just things level up naturally. Exactly. I have to share a funny when you just said that when we we were and I use we because Elizabeth, because um, uh, I real I can't see very well and um, I'm not very electronic. And mm -hmm. so, like you said, if that held me back, I would I would not be doing any of mm -hmm. this. But as this lockdown, I had, you know, a staff and I wanted to keep them engaged mm. and keep them uh, motivated to come back, I guess, you know, mm. and uh, after this craziness stopped. And so we started, I said to them, oh, let's do a, a podcast together and I'll, we'll call it the pop-up shop and you'll be at your home and I'll be at the mm. spa and you can do a, a facial peel and you can do eyelashes and so forth or do what you want to do. Well, we tried to do it, Ryan, on Facebook. Oh my God. Well, that was the, <laughs> the biggest joke because it didn't do a split screen. Yep, yep, and yep. So, and so um, it was just a wreck. And so, like you just said, I mean, obviously it didn't work, but then I was like, hmm, I see these people doing something, mm. so we had to explore it. But we didn't have any knowledge. It was just like you said, that desire to continue on, to not stop, just yeah. to, to figure it out as you go along. I love that. And, and I think the other thing I'd just like to touch on is that those that are seeing this live from maybe friends that I've not spoken to in a couple of years, they're not going to recognize me because really? I just, I've just quoted the Bible to you. And people that would have known me two years ago, I was a man of science. <laughs> I was a man of science. I wanted nothing to do with God, with Jesus. And I just want to acknowledge that because yes. you know, my my wife during our struggles, she found faith and she found God. And she's like, 
you need to find him too. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I, d- I don't want to. And quite the opposite. I ran away from it. Mm-hmm. But that, that's been a huge part of the transformational journey because in trying to make things up, um, make things up to her to show I was making an effort. I agreed to go to this Christian festival and honestly going to a Christian festival with like hundred thousand Christians. It was, it was my worst nightmare. It was my <laughs> idea of punishment, but I went and it was incredible. I just loved seeing people in worship being just themselves. I don't like to use the word authentic. I think it's overused, but they were just authentically themselves in a moment of, of from their spirit, hundred percent prayer, worship, all walks of life. And I like being a people watcher. Mm-hmm. I just watched and watched and watched all weekend. Wow. And, um, you know, wow. I came home and okay. So I agreed to go to a church locally and, you know, I, um, it was a father's day and, and the pastor invited the men down front for a father's commissioning. I was like, okay, I'm a father. I'll go. I don't need to have faith. And yeah, but, um, the, the, the pastor was saying some words and he said, yeah, that's it. Women, if you want to put your hands out towards your men. And with that, like, it was like a fire just went from Lisa's hands to the middle of my spine. My whole body caught fire. My eyes streamed. And I just walked back to Lisa. I said, I don't want to talk about this ever again. I just want to say that I'm a child of God and I never wish to speak of this ever again. And, uh, and I'm smiling and I'm laughing because I'm telling you this. And, and I don't tell you this because it, I'm terribly comfortable. I tell you this because it's my story and I, and it's, uh, and I can't, I can't underestimate the impact that it's had. We started this um, conversation about 2020. 2020 has been a year where I have walked in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've truly believed in Jeremiah 29:11, which was sent to me twice after I prayed out loud for the very first time is leaving the police what I'm supposed to be doing. Should I be leaving and doing always better than yesterday full time? And within 24 hours, I was sent reference to a piece of scripture that said, God has plans for me to prosper me and to give me hope and a future. Now, I was lucky that I had a heart experience because the mind, the science guy would never have understood. And uh, I've just tried to show up ever since that moment, late 2019, all the way through 2020 with a sense that he's got it. All I've got to do is walk keep showing up, love others. And um, I'm trying to leave space for the miracles. Well, first, I want to thank you. Thank you for sharing and being, uh, and, and like you said, authentic, is being led by your spirit and sharing this with our guests, because they're our guests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how many people, male or female, have the same tug and don't really know what to do. The tug is the spirit, but the mind keeps us separate, separated. And we have that tug, and then there is that, I'm going to use it miraculous, I'm going to use that term, miraculous experience that you then, um, you, are, you allow your mind to diminish that control, mm. and the spirit takes over just like that Father's Day that you said. Mm. And um, the the festival was the priming the pump Mm. you loved the experience that primed the pump and then you went and were open to it and uh, people again this is what's so 
special to me, Ryan, about unique leaders is that um, there, I assure you there, you know, and this lives on like your podcast does and people watch it, you know, you know, two weeks later or the podcast, whenever, and I may not never meet these people like you won't, but this will touch somebody. And if it touches one person, we are doing what Jesus wanted us to do. That's how I feel is that if we are doing what we are called on this earth to do is to help others and spiritually as well. So, but thank you for sharing that. Really, I, mean, I can't, so, I can't so. tell you how unattractive surrender is to me. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. when I talked earlier about mortgage and kids and finances, like I had a horrible money mindset coming from public sector background. Will I have enough? This lack, this scarcity yeah. mindset. So what do I, what does someone like that do? Fear and control and try and, and I, I've, I've really had to embrace surrender and, um, yeah, I, I, the reason I'm emphasizing it is because it is does not come naturally to me. Exactly. But the last 12 months have brought miracles that I could never have made happen. And, and so that right there, uh, when you surrendered, or, but mm. let's use a less threatening word, you know, um, is that when you just allowed yourself to be, you know, Zig Ziglar says you have to uh, be before you do and you have to do before you have. Yeah. You know? For me, it's the the learning that I got about Brian Hartley growing up, being the kid that was showing up in the world for love. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to, in my faith, um, have love in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am. Is it healed? Am I at one? I don't know. I don't know how to describe that properly. But what I am able to do is show up in the world, not needing anything. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Psalm 23 starts with, I have all that I need. And I try and bring that posture of my heart to my day all the time so that I can show up and serve and love others rather than need anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the scripture where, you know, the birds of the, you know, he brings abundance to the animals and the birds and the, uh, you know, in flight and animals in the field. I mean, so why should we be any less? Mm. So we just put our own parameters on what we've been told. You know, when I first started my first uh, skincare line, I, I had a lot of experience. I did. I had worked for uh, major corporations in national sales and marketing, but the world around me said, Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Oh, no, you can't do that. How, how, what if you fail? What if you don't have enough money? What? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, I, but I knew that, and, and it was very, um, uh, it, 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 looking back, like you said, looking back, it was like, wow, that was really not very smart. But I knew in my spirit that I needed to try it, you know? And I knew that I could get a job you know, if I failed. So what did I have to lose is really what I said to myself, but I allowed myself to take that walk in faith. And I, and I did know the Lord by this point I did, but I was a newly walking in faith person, honestly, very new. I'm the, I'll just share this with you. I'm a New York girl and I grew up a Catholic, all my education, all my education, except for three years, including college. And, um, and I'm not criticizing Catholicism, but you don't really get uh, delve into a personal relationship with Jesus superficially as a mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I look at the Trinity as a boardroom, and, and I say, well, what are we going to do with that one? Okay, let's move it to the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. And so 
every person that I interfaced with, from my secretary to my nail tech to my stylist, we're talking about Jesus. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I finally said to one one of them, "Tell me about this Jesus." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I had a very similar story because you know I was making good friends with you know Jonathan Darling is a big part of my story and mm-hmm. um, he he's on commenting now, bless him, love you, dude. And um, you know he you know he he loved the you know he loved Jesus and Christine Saunders, Zachariah Thompson, Luke Fraser. These were all people I was connecting with. Mm. They're all talking about their faith and and they're giving me an image of of someone of it's like uh, you grew up in England believing that because you know churches are these pointy buildings that we all mm-hmm. sit in these rows and everyone looks like Ned Flanders from the Simpsons you know how do you yes. know bro? and yes. you know that and everyone walks around saying peace be with you and that was my perception of Christianity and then here I have these amazing human beings I'm connecting with that don't look like anything I imagined a Christian to look like and they pursued me, you know, they, they, I say pursued me. They, mm-hmm. they, Bob Goff says, um, um, sometimes God sends a friend. Exactly. You pray to God and sometimes he sends a friend and he sent me many friends. He sent me many friends and, and Jonathan, mm-hmm. my good friend is, is one of those. Absolutely. And then, you know, I'm familiar with his name and, but looking back, as we're talking here, I'm thinking about, so that what I just shared happened. And then a few years later, I met this gentleman through a friend and he was the most unlikely person to uh, be part of my walk. Um, He was an ex Dallas vice cop. Mm -hmm. He was in the uh, garage when a Jack Ruby shot uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Lord just used him. He knew Jesus, but he was so far away from it. But uh, we started talking and he said, do you want to go to church? And I'm like, I guess so, you know. And so we went to a, you know, a a, a, a Chris, you know, non-denominational church. And uh, I was like, wow. And it was like your festival experience. Mm. And uh, I was just so open to explore it. But the Lord used him, you know, to, uh, to go to this, uh, this church. So God is always working. And that's why, wow, I'm so thrilled that you have shared because um, thank you. Again, it's all about you. And but I pray every before every uh, segment and say, Lord, just open this up to what you want this to be, you know, because it, it really is for him. So so yay, okay. So you're like you said, people that um, might see this segment and uh, say, "Wow, Ryan, you have changed." But mm-hmm. it is about. Um, I say to myself, it's very similar to what you said about using your your passion to your purpose. Is that it really matters not if he leads me down this path, I'll go this path. You know, it's about what. Uh, we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So Lisa is your wife's name. You've mm-hmm. mentioned her name several times. So, um, so Lee, mm-hmm. so in 19, in 19, in 2019, when you had all of this tumultuousness happening, mm-hmm. when did you actually, and then, but uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 kept um, coming to you. So when did you actually leave the force? When, when did that happen? So I handed my notice in November 2019, uh, and then on Valentine's Day 2020 was my final day. Oh, wow. Police, which is significant because, you know, you can see my logo here. It's yes. you know, blue, blue love yes. heart in the middle. We talk about leading with love, and you know, I really want to 
help more people help develop the types of leaders who will lead with love and yes. um so yeah the valentine's day was was meaningful it was significant and uh, yeah i've never looked back been very blessed very fortunate but but also what's significant is that that is february and this is now march what's today's date the 12th yeah. and um and we are right in the middle or the beginning of that stage that I look at these two weeks is that very pivotal time of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the world was beginning to bubble up with what is going on here type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's Valentine's Day. And a month later, you know, all of that is, is yeah. happening around you. So you get you left the force and started mm-hmm. this full time. That's very impactful in its own right. You know, I sat here day one of the uk lockdown on the 23rd of march mm-hmm. and i thought well that was the shortest coaching career anybody's ever had <laughs> i was just like oh well that was good while it lasted and i just generally you know i, I there, there was no government support i hadn't been in business long enough to earn you know i didn't have a job so i looked around and i just like and then I did what I do best, which is just solve problems, get back to it. Um, and I just made a commitment. I made a commitment from that point forward is to show up every day and help as many people as I possibly could. That's it right there. Not and, stop, burn the boats. As he yeah, it was yeah. Like, what else are you going to do, Hartley? Like, so mm-hmm. I served my absolute heart out. I created space because I could. You know, there was no fear and lack. It was all a giving you know, I would use my platform to bring people together. We were having weekly calls with, we, we we created space for people to come and connect during a very difficult time. People were losing loved ones. People were losing jobs. It was, a, I lost loved ones. I lost business. And I just, I was just able to use my platform to unite and connect people in a deeper level. You know, some people walked with me in faith and deepened their own journey in faith. Um, we created a really powerful leadership community as well. And some of the things that my my team have gone through, I'm just incredibly proud of the way that I think 2020 and lockdown and all the adversity is an invitation. And the people who accept that invitation to go within and, and transform from the inside out, will come through it better and stronger. They will They will go within, they will go, what's important to me? What do I care about? Who do I want to be? What am I going to prioritize? What external things no longer validate me, identify me? And how do I want to spend my time more meaningfully? Those who don't do that, they're always going to be at mercy to what's going on around them. Always. It, it'll, it'll just be that um, tennis match back and yeah. forth with yourself and never have that, as you spoke about earlier, that peace, you know, that passes all understanding. Yes. Now you met, you said that I had the shortest uh, consulting uh, career, but you also mentioned that while you were in the force, uh, and I'm probably not using the correct English terminology, but yep. um, you were doing coaching. You were doing yeah. coaching for the internal staff. Is that correct? Is that what you were saying there? Yeah. So, so when I was at the police, I um, my my final role was the head of performance. So, as they're trying to help um, them with their performance, their um, culture, their and, and coaching. And so, when you when you left on Valentine's Day, and you said you had um, the shortest career, the coaching career, were any of those people from the police department? 
I say shortest coaching career, tongue in cheek, it's still going and it's thriving very fortunately. Yes. But yes. what I meant was um, that could have been the end of me. That could it's have been fantastic. that could have been the end of Always Better Than Yesterday because here was Ryan Hartley probably needing to go back and get a secure job. Yes. Uh, but that thankfully that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But no, none of my clients um, came from the police. They, they, they were all from this community that I had built up whilst I was working full time. So I, I'd spend all my evenings again, this was a part of where my marriage struggled because I spent so much time in a space where people were loving me in my community mm-hmm. is that if I'm being honest with myself, I, I went there too much and I served my face off and I just wasn't who my family needed me to be. <laughs> So well, no, you having to try to learn and strike a balance. Yeah, I was just going to say the operative word is balance. Yes, mm. yes. And, and it's a verb. It's not. A, it's not a state. It is a knowing when. You, it's like signposts. Uh, speed. Um, like it's like um, uh, them like miles per hour signs. You know, sometimes we want to go 100 miles an hour, and yet the speed limit says 40. And um, learning to know when you can go fast, when you've got to rein it back in, and and that's what 2020 has been an invitation in my home is um, teamwork, communication, grace. And and I'll tell you what, 2020 would like, we wouldn't have navigated it if, if 2019 hadn't happened. That's true. So we've come through adversity stronger for it, not because of it. And so you're sitting here in 2021 having uh, reflected upon it, looking back and seeing that. But I invite uh, our guests and anyone who's going to listen to this in the future to really do that exercise, to to look back and embrace, embrace those things. Like Ryan has gone, that's why we go back to, you know, uh, when you, you, you know, the fertilizer for Ryan, you know, the, mm-hmm. the experiences of what brought you to today, because they're all important. They're not to be overlooked. They're all important, but it's in that reflecting upon it well, is so important. It really is. And the tough thing is that 2019, it was her fault. She mm-hmm. wasn't doing x y and z i didn't like the way she was doing these things she was making me unhappy reality is look in the mirror my friend i i wasn't being who they needed me to be and um you know that's sometimes really difficult but i think there becomes great great empowerment when you start to take responsibility for everything in your life and then it and can be used to help that those experiences now are going to be used to help others In the same situations. Yes, very much so. So today um, is 2021, as we've spoken about. When did you start the uh, podcast or interviewing others, as you said, that, uh, you know, because 121, I'm doing the math in my head. So when when did that start? So my episode one was a good friend of mine, Adam Bokut from Brisbane. He came on, I think, um, I want to say... Around about September 2018. Around about September 2018. Okay. Um, and we've been doing them weekly. We had a little bit of a break when, because they were originally Facebook Lives, a bit yeah. like this. It started off like this. And, yeah. you know, for all the podcasters out there, hardcore podcasters, close your ears because I'm going to offend you. I didn't start a I didn't mean to start a podcast. Um, again, when I just started, it was all about A, getting myself out of my community. And B, being able to share 
my learning with other people. I'd like having these conversations anyway, but why not have everybody else benefit from that too, right? That's fine. Um, and it was around episode eight or nine, and a good friend of mine, Luke Burrow, said, um, someone said, oh, I'd like to be able to take your podcast, uh, your uh, interviews in, in the car as I, as I go. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so my friend Luke Burrow said, well, why don't you just put them on your podcast? You've all you got to do is take the video file, strip the audio. He said it so quick, and I was like, what? <laughs> you could do that? <laughs> and that was it. You know, it was okay. So I, it, there was no science to it. There was no intros. It wasn't jazzy. There was an awkward two minutes at the start where I was like, hey, you're just going to send some invites, and it's not great. But you can go back and look at any of my YouTube videos because they're there as well or listen on my podcast and you can see the journey mm-hmm. of Ryan Hartley, the podcast or interview host, because here he is back in 2018 interviewing his friends, not really knowing what he's doing, but he's having a good time. <laughs> and enough people start showing up and they get value. And, and every now and again, you get a guest and you think, I'm not sure why they agreed to come on my show, but they did. <laughs> And and it's happened every kind of 20, 30 episodes. I get someone, I think, wow. And why did you, like, how did that happen? You know, we were talking about Bob Berg. I had Bob Berg, John Gordon, um, Dr. Gary Chapman, um, Dr. Vanessa Lapointe, and then most recently, Matthew McConaughey. And I just think, and this is what I mean about leaving space for the miracles. I can tell you exactly every single step that I've taken between now and 2018. I can tell you everything I've done. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what worked, what didn't? Can I tell you specifically how things happened? I think some of that stuff transcends understanding. Yes, it does. And I, and I think the most important thing is that you got to show up every week. You got to love it, and you got to share it and invite people along with you. That's it. That's it. Right. But you know, I think you use the word transcend. Uh, I do believe that 2020, as well as the uh, truly showing, I mean, because we all have had this, uh, I'm talking about all over the world, mm-hmm. have had this experience. So it's it's an experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's broken down borders. And so with that, everyone is going through an experience on some level of um, limitation, meaning they can't travel, they can't as, as freely, let's just say that, and on and on of those things. So I, it, in breaking those walls and barriers down, uh, people like Matthew McConaughey, you know, I listened to your podcast and he was talking about going to the parking lot to get away, you know, just have a break. And um, I said, well, that's an interesting thing. Meaning, but he shared like anyone else would share. I just need a break, you know? Uh, So I think that, uh, so it's made me realize that um, like Sharon Lecter has been on and Greg Reed. I mean, I would never have asked them a year ago to be on my podcast, you know, or I didn't even have a podcast, but you know what I'm saying? I, it, it's now it's broken down and everyone is looking for another vehicle to expose themselves. So that's why they like being on with us, Ryan, because we're authentic, real, and they know that they can be that way as well. It's truly what I feel yeah. you know, that they love being on with people like you and I, because they can share their book, they can share their whatever, but they can also be themselves and not have to put on an air. Yeah, I take it really seriously. I, I take it really seriously and I don't at the same time. I really believe in it bringing a sense of fun and enjoyment because if it feels good, you're more likely to want to do it. But I, I, I take it really seriously because any any time someone presses play, that's a choice that that person has made. 
of their precious time that they're never going to get back. So I feel a great deal of responsibility to leave people better in some way for having spent time with us. I also know that if you're spending time with me and it's not enjoyable, stop. <laughs> don't don't criticize me. Don't leave bad reviews. Fine, leave bad review. Give me some feedback so I can improve. But don't do your spirit a disservice. Go go somewhere where you do enjoy. My podcast Absolutely. isn't for everybody, but it is for those who care about what we care about. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. And like like you just said, why would a person waste their time? I've always been curious about this. Why would, I mean, having a brick and mortar service business, why would someone, I'm, I, I totally agree with a, a review and I always answered every single one, mm-hmm. but why would you waste your time manufacturing a story of negativity. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And I always said to my staff, just just put yourself in their place and realize how they feel. You know, not very happy, you know, to uh, kind of con- set up this narrative. And um, and so we are here to, to share positive information and, and heart. You know, I love your last name, by the way, Hartley. And I believe I've been given that name for a reason, for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a lot of my adult life trying to really define what it means to be a Hartley. And it's something I show up every day trying to be in my home. I don't always get it right, but, you know, heart on my sleeve and I'll be held accountable to anybody, you know, because my um, my son was putting his shoes on. And I, you know, mindset, he's eight years old. He's mind, I, I, I'm really trying to get mindset and discipline and, and, um, naturally coming from a single parent family i was quite independent mm-hmm. he's like dad can you help me with my shoes i was like Corey, you can do it mate you put your shoes on come on and he's like dad we're hartleys and we help people <laughs> i just like oh no i'm being held accountable and there are days when my son goes you call yourself always better than yesterday you are not today dad i'm like oh it's like he just gets he just knows the buttons you know but if you're brave enough to label yourself as always better than yesterday, then you got to be brave enough to uh, be held accountable to that too. You know, as uh, Art Linkletter said, you probably don't know who he is, but uh, he had a show, Kids Say the Darndest Things. Uh, this was probably yeah. back in the 60s, you know. And um, he had this panel of kids, and he would ask them questions. So that's where his kids say the darndest things. But, you know, they're honest. And, uh, yeah, it's that... Uh, Searchlight there, so the so you have two children, and so they're uh, back, are they back in school in England? Thankfully, yeah, oh, this week. So, yeah, and, and again, my wife, she's been incredible. She's done most of the homeschooling. I'm very fortunate, grateful for that. And um, it's been a challenge, you know. It's been it's been a pressure cooker. It's um, the highs are high, the lows are low, and love each other one minute, screaming at each other the next. And uh, yeah, we made it through. The kids went back this week. That's great. And so uh, I, I have two questions before I ask my final question, okay. uh, because people will ask me and I, I, I will be remiss if I don't ask you. So the children went back to school this week. And what is going on with the uh, fluidity of lockdown? Are you able to go out again or where are you guys with that? So we're still in an official national lockdown, lockdown 3.0, and there's no mixing of households. There's um, pretty much you have to work from home. Schools is the only thing that's really changed. Kids went back to school this week. There should be another announcement soon, I think, which will open up 
meeting in public but yeah a lot of it is just you must stay home mm -hmm. uh, unless you're going to a place of work where you are a key worker mm -hmm. wow so we will pray continue to pray for this world to be able to mm. Uh, take those steps to open up for people because mm. for mental health, if nothing more, is so important. Yeah. So, what is on the horizon for, you know, always better than yesterday? What did you have? Are you, do you have any plans? Different things, uh, and your coaching uh, is increasing because I want people to know. And we will put this again in the uh, information. You know how they can reach you, and because uh, you can be across the pond and be coached by Ryan. That is mm. not a prerequisite. But um, what is you know? Do you see different things coming, or what? Are, what are your thoughts? I'm a paradox. One is more of the same. And um, the other is more of different. And, and I think uh, what I mean by that is, you know, I've been very blessed that, that our coaching practice has been full for the last six months and it will be until the end of June. Um, and we, we're consulting with uh, another police force at the moment. So I'm spending three days a week with another police force, helping them with their um, their leadership and their culture. And um, so that's a blessing. Wonderful. We need to be able to do that there. And yeah. um so it's evolving. And yeah, very exciting. It's very taken me. It's taken me places and um, yeah. to people, and you know, I'm very fortunate to run a leadership mastermind. So we call it Master Heart and Mind. So I bring heart-centered leaders together every Thursday evening, oh. uh, UK time, to grow in our hearts and our minds. And you know, we got one or two spaces there if people were curious. Um, the podcast will continue, and I think the thing I'm really leaning towards is that when lockdown ceases. In England, I want to bring people together in a in a real space. Okay. I think there's a real need for bringing human beings together. I, I set up an event that was due to happen on the first Saturday in April last year, which obviously didn't get to go ahead. Maybe the timing wasn't right, but it's going to be extra special when we get um, our community together. Um, okay. Yeah, it's going to be great. So my last uh, question that I ask everyone is, um, I don't know if you've ever read Three Feet from Gold, uh, written by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed, part of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Um, but it is a, uh, a you know, a, um, a fable, but it's uh, loosely autobiographical to Greg. But in the beginning, though, of it, they uh, start the uh, story with this gentleman uh, from the uh, gold rush days in the United States. And he was from the uh, Northeast, went out to uh, the West and bought his stake and started chipping away, looking for gold, gold mine. And uh, he got very frustrated and the townies were watching him and very closely and he finally gave up and he sold his little area plot of land to a townie and that person chipped away and in three feet found gold and this person went back to the east and started a business and he used that as his point of reference that he would never give up mm -hmm. and uh, and so but in that book sharon has what she calls her success formula mm -hmm. which is passion plus talent times act association times action plus faith mm -hmm. equal success. Now I'm not going to ask you all of those, Ryan, but what are, what is, and you've touched on this, but what is your passion and what is your talent? I love nothing more than seeing people do things they didn't believe were possible. I love nothing more than seeing people show up doing what they love, serving people that they love, 
um, whilst being someone that they love. That for me is this my success formula. Be someone you love, do what you love and serve those that you love. If you can say yes to those things, you're far more successful than you realize. I don't believe success to be of material and not of earthly things. I believe them to be love and spirit. So um, my passion is absolutely to help people do things they didn't think they were capable of um, and mm -hmm. to see good people doing good things, helping each other. I love to see um, people serving, putting each other first. I think we rise by lifting others. And did you say what was my talent? I did. I did. I think, I think it's empathy. I think when I look back, I look at all the experiences of being there emotionally for my mum when I was 12, um, uh, learning about psychology and trying to get an understanding of other people, asking good questions through coaching and podcasting, <laughs> answering emergency 999 calls, trying to understand you know, what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. I think, um, I think empathy is, is my talent and. Yeah. yeah. Those are, again, you've shared not only those now, but throughout the, your journey, as you've shared on unique leaders, your success is in your story. Again, you know, beginning as a young child and weathering all of those storms, but using them, constructively and positively and lovingly, and then receiving the gift of faith. Thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing your heart, your life, your journey with my my and your guests. Thank so you. if you wouldn't mind just uh, being in the green room for a few minutes, and I'll be back after we, I say goodbye to our guests. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. you. Wow, folks, what a blessing on this March 12th. 2021. I have been blessed by spending this hour with Ryan, and I know that you have as well. If you would share this out, I truly would appreciate it, and I know that Ryan would as well. And know that this will be on a podcast, on all the podcast platforms by Monday, latest Tuesday, and you'll be able to, again, go there. But it is live right now on YouTube. So if you could go under Megan DiMartino and subscribe, you will not only see Ryan uh, there, but also uh, Ryan mentioned Bob Berg, but other people that I have interviewed, such as Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed and others. So I would truly appreciate you doing that. And that way, other people will be able to find these amazing stories of people's heart. But as I share or say that their success is in their story and that you will glean those uh, pieces about yourself in their stories. And lastly, um, I have um, you know, f several Facebook pages and I shared that if you would uh, go to that um, and uh, you can see this, but share it out. But also on my website, I have written a book, it's called Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late, as Ryan and I have been speaking about today, to uh, create the life of your dreams. So it is free. I put it, it is on um, Amazon, but it is no charge on the MeganDMartino.com. So go there and also share that. Because if someone has a question or thought or idea, you can reach me as well there. So have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you next week with another amazing, unique leaders. And be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. 
If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.